0: my name is daisy bicking and welcome to my podcast hoof love not war conversations in the truck this podcast is based on sharing the behind the scenes heart-to-heart conversations that go on in our farrier truck traveling between barns it's where we reflect on the horses of the day we discuss theory ethics practical application of techniques we even review our best successes and commiserate over our worst failures so many times this is where the true sharing and learning is happening and we want to share the benefits of those conversations with you stay tuned so i'm here with my new friend carrie dunlop and we met recently at a hoof care workshop in wisconsin in door county which was my first experience going up Uh, of why people live in that, and we had some really amazing conversations at the workshop. I thought it was a really intimate group. There was only like what six or seven of us, and the the very, um I think and Carrie talked about this, but I also felt like we were all deep souls. And we all had a lot of um, yeah. heart that we were putting into what we were doing. Um, so I'm really grateful that you're joining me on our podcast today because, you know, we had some really moments and so I'm, I'm glad that a little bit about your experience and where you're at with your process and how you're looking at feet and just is on your mind, you know, so thank you. For
1: yeah, thank you for allowing me to be here. I, I'm glad to be here tonight.
0: Well, it's it's one of the... Somebody asks you, you to do something like this, and sometimes, sometimes it makes us feel... Hot. It, so, you know, I'm grateful, really. So yeah. you and I have talked a little bit sort of through message and through our the student Facebook group about mm-hmm. some of kind of questions, questions that is, you've been coming We talk about at the beginning of our shop is about like the stages, stages of, of learning, learning, right? And, right, like you, you learn some things and feel maybe more confident, Um and then you go and something maybe doesn't, you think it should, and so you realize you don't know enough, and so you go learn more and flow that happens learning process right and the the goal of course um teach teach the person as opposed to fishing for them right that analogy we talk about
1: yeah yeah (laughs) sure do so so
0: it was really amazing for you go through this process at the workshop of well this is what i know and these are the new ideas them in. So maybe off here, you start could share a little where you're where at in your healthcare journey and
1: is, um, what's kind of been. Sure. Um, so I started, it's been two years since I started trimming my very first horse, um, which was my own horse. And I never thought I'd be able to trim a horse. I didn't think. I just didn't think it was something that I could learn to do. Um, And my friend had talked to me about it. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to do this. So I started with my one horse and started trimming her and then started taking more classes and workshops. And now I'm trimming 10 horses and two donkeys. So not as many horses as a lot of trimmers trim, but I feel it's a lot for me. Um, And as I was going through the process, I realized how little I truly knew about horses' feet. And that was a big eye-opener for me, being a horse owner, that I really didn't pay much attention to their feet. So I also do body work and massage. And the other big light bulb was that if their feet aren't balanced, I can do my job. But I'm never going to get the horse completely balanced if the feet aren't balanced. So I started going through these classes and I started to feel more confident in myself. And then I feel like the learning curve, you go up, you feel like you're confident and then you learn more and you're like, whoa, I really don't know a lot. And then I know that that's still part of the learning curve that you know what you know, but there's always so much more to learn. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think, if you aren't in that place where you're open to those moments of, oh, okay, I need to learn more about this I have a deficit in my understanding, or I need another tool in my part of your dialogue. Whether like you are in care, a horse owner who became educated, educated helping, helping your- their own horses, now you're starting to trim for some other people and enjoying it, versus being in the business for 18 years full-time uh, yeah blah, blah, we factored into our all. programming don't we right yes we do uh, so, so what happens if we don't- oh
1: sorry you broke up there for a second
0: i was saying If we don't have that component in our thinking, what happens to us? That sort of mindset.
1: Um, I feel like we just get, stale would be the word that I would use that you start to look at a horse, all horses is just horses. Um, And that's been another big part for me is you look on the internet and you look at these people that are putting these beautiful feet on the internet and for a long time my idea was like I want all my horse's feet to look like that foot I want all my horse's feet to look like this beautiful rounded foot with these beautiful frogs and and then I wasn't getting there and then the more I'm learning is that we're trimming to that horse and I knew that at a level but it's just becoming more and more what can I do for this horse today to keep them happy to keep them sound or if they're a little ouchy, or they're, you know, have body issues. What can I do for them in that moment to help them? And I know I don't have all the answers, but I obviously. But I feel like I'm getting to the point where I can. I went to a, a barn the other day. I got, I had a girl call me, and I went out there to trim my first horse that doesn't. We board horses that doesn't live on my property, and I got there and I looked at the horse and she was broken forward and in her and her front legs and her. Fetlocks were dropped in her back legs. And my first thought was, I should just turn around and walk away. This is way too much for me. And then I thought, nope, I'm going to break it down. And so I started to look at her feet. I checked her digital pulses. She had pulses in all four legs. Um, I started, so I started you know, just breaking down instead of looking at this whole big horse and like, oh, this is way too overwhelming for me. It was like, okay, I know to check pulses. She has the pulses. Recommend calling the vet. Pick up her feet. Look at the feet. See what you can do, just step by step, instead of getting overwhelmed. And I was—I felt like I was able to leave her in a place where she was a little more comfortable. And then also in her hind end, her back left leg was swollen, and so I didn't touch her hind feet. I and the owner was a kind of a cowboy guy, and he said, "Well, I think I can pick up her right leg and." you know, like make her stand on it so you can trim her. And I said, I can't do that to her. Her whole leg would start shaking. So I think part of the learning was also having the confidence to stand up for the horse and say, I'm not going to make her stand on a sore leg just to try to get a job done that doesn't need to be done right this moment. And so I left there feeling better that I was able to stand up for the horse, but still leave her in a little better spot.
0: Yeah. So, how did how boy how did owner, as you picture in my mind? How, how did he respond when you said?
1: Um. He just kind of. He was like, okay. He you know he would he didn't he didn't seem upset about it. He was like, okay. So then we talked about it, and they were going to discuss if they were going to have the vet come, and. At that time, they chose not to have the vet come, but they gave her a few days. And then I went back like four or five days later. Um, I brought my surefoot pads, the hard slant, so that she didn't have to, you know, wait down the whole way. And then I was able to get more done, you know, a few days later. So it was it was a good experience where I didn't feel, you know, maybe a few years ago, I would have been like, oh, gosh, should I try? Should I do this? And it was just like, nope, I can see what this horse Wants at that moment.
0: That's super. Right. Mm-hmm. Of thinking about what's the best to help this animal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Help her today would not have been, been. Not necessarily make her <laughs> on those high feet and be willing really to have the confidence to advocate to handle the situation, situation right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Yeah. Years ago, that makes me think about, do you mind sharing, sharing um, what you
1: question And if you, you, you don't
0: wanna to want to to talk
1: about that, that, that's um no, that's fine, I'm a registered nurse. So I work and in- you... um... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I'm a registered nurse. I work in um, pre and post-surgical and then we do heart caths cells, so. Yeah, yeah, so. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. vulnerable, and they're putting their trust in you and the surgeon. And you know, heart casts are in these days, but still wrapping for the person experiencing them up,
1: right? Yeah, my dad just had surgery on Thursday, so it's always different when you're the one in surgery compared to the nurse that sees it every day. So, yeah, yeah no matter how minor Absolutely. the procedure is, it's still a big deal,
0: right? So there's part of this. No matter how much training we we want to rely on um, that foot you were describing, our feet are supposed to. And if they don't, you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah. And you know about um, complex systems that people are individuals for. And they often respond differently. Hello. We, we have to have yeah. a. Uh, appropriate responses. Depending on. Moment. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's the same app. At- Same with the horses, yeah, right. Well, that's the same at the hospital. Yeah, you follow a protocol, but you have to tweak it based on situations. Yeah, so you know that, that you're describing it would seem
0: to me that your prior training in your really set you up for advancing your learning curve with. Understanding that there's a process in your toolbox to be able to address whatever the horse throws your way. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, you, what did you use? That which I can imagine would have been incredibly intimidating.
1: That you're walking in.
0: <laughs> Gosh, what the heck is this? this horse and now it's this mess so what tools do you feel yeah most valuable to you
1: um well checking the pulses right away was a big thing to go okay these pulses are bounding it's that's not normal um the horse was also they had just bought her or they just got her like three weeks prior so she had been very overweight so everything in there was like oh you know laminitic cort, laminitic, laminitic. Um, And then being able to see that she was broken forward and the owner said he had trimmed off like an inch and a half. So being able to look at her foot and look at the um, hoof pastern angle. And that was something I knew about, but I guess, you know, when you, when I heard it from your course, it was like, Oh, now that's something that I've been paying more attention to. And so when I looked at the horse, it was like, oh, this horse definitely looks broken forward. So then it's all these things. Then you start to realize, oh, yeah, okay. so if she's broken forward, I'm a little concerned. You know, I don't want those tendons to just take down that heel completely and, you know, make those tendons, the muscle and tendon stretch in there. So as being able to just lower the tendons or the heels a little bit, is she comfortable reassessing and going through those tools you know, just repeating the same tools over and over and leaving her in a, in a place where it was like, okay, I think we're done for tonight. And they live close. You know, they're not like two hours away. They're just 10 minutes down the road knowing like, oh, I can go back and reassess her in a in a few days. Perfect. So being able to just have those certain tools was was really pretty cool. <laughs>
0: awesome. You know, I've, I've often said... Uh, Biggest goal with what I, I try to share, share with me is some kind of system of reasoning. Mm-hmm. A, a kind of for us, right? We have to come in and say, okay, what a, a goal. What's my? Uh, what's the biggest thing that's? Uh, where does that put me on the spectrum of what?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. you have, then making an ideal plan to address, deciding how much of that can you achieve versus over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Does that is that different way that you look? For? Um, a little bit, yes. Um, I think I had that somewhat, but then again, as we're going through, I feel like now I have a few more tools to be able to use and to assess and to look at that, um, and definitely feeling a little more confident in the place of saying okay this is good for right now and then coming back to it and being also in that place of learning instead of like oh I just can't do this I am you know not comparing myself to somebody like you who would come in and maybe do a whole lot more on that trim being just comfortable with where I'm at right now and knowing that I'm continuing to learn and continuing to I think we're just so hard on ourselves anytime we're learning something because we want to know all of it right now and it needs to be a journey and it needs to be fun and so just being able to enjoy that a journey and go oh look at that looks better today you know maybe at some point yeah. i would go in there and trim a little more like daisy would but that's not going to be for a long time but just being happy with our successes in that moment
0: totally. and you it's true the way that i trim now, right mm-hmm. i had my own and my I, own pendulum so one time I walk away and I'm like, Gosh, you're really conservative Back after four or five weeks and you look at the foot and be like i didn't do enough yeah more <laughs> like i thought you do more and then the horse was foot sore and you were like oh i overdid it it's too much so you know the way we learn with this is we take our our theory <laughs> and our We assess the situation. We try to apply the best thought process. the Situation in front of us, and, and then we make our. Then we implement our plan. Our plan. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. There's a lot of components to judge, Right, and yeah. so I didn't get where I'm. Yes. That I do you think that you're going through now, Carrie, Right, right. like. <laughs> yeah. In that respect. We, Curve in our journey, it's just for whatever reason. <laughs> Some people look at like, I will never do what Daisy I'd be so worried about
1: horses. Yeah, day. right. Yeah, and I How think that. Um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. And I think that's um, another step in that where when you look at the conservative, being more conservative, and then you realize like we had talked about you realize like oh being really conservative also can be just as detrimental to the horse as being super aggressive so finding that balance and being a little bit braver to okay I'm going to take this back and and then go okay that was okay the horse that looks actually better than if I would have left that longer so it's just finding that balance and continuing that that journey of of finding the balance I guess I'm not finding the right yeah words. And, no absolutely and, and I mean, hate that
0: like in all, Yeah, you're, you're in Wisconsin you're in Wisconsin right yeah, yeah. yes, yes. You weren't you weren't else that I wasn't remembering but I remember really doing you was yes the fact that the club was there thank you yeah <laughs> environment is not so different from my, my environment in Pennsylvania. We have mm-hmm. four true seasons. Your winter might be. Uh, but. but at the, we have a lot life. of wet and. We have a lot of back and forth all the time. And so one of the things I think that's the most difficult about. Is on the time of the year, depending on the, depending on conditions at the time uh that the foot lives in in. Mm -hmm. just doing on the fly like assess the foot assess for tomorrow and and make a decision trim or do to help this horse of not making other decisions us it's really
1: hard yes it is because I think about winter you know it gets all of a sudden you have a little bit of a melting and then everything freezes and you're like oh that horse you know even if it has a really good soul it's going to be like walking funny just because it has all these frozen areas out there and divots and then all of a sudden in spring like whoa, this foot's really easy to cut through. <laughs> like, And then all of a sudden you come to now this time of year where we haven't had any rain and it's like, wow. So yeah, it's like a huge adjustment of all those seasons for sure. Yeah. And to
0: some degree, it's just going to take experience. And the- mistakes, mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's how we learn best, unfortunately. It sucks. Right.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So... Um, have um, one thing to share, share with other people that, where you know you have a successful, successful, successful career, career. You feel really passionate, passionate about, about horses that journey, um, and then and then learn enough you to help their horses. You're dipping your toe into, um, um, you know. <laughs> One I want
1: to share with someone who lives in where you're at. Um, the one thing I would say is just to be kind to yourself. Um, it's easy to get, I call, I would say right now I'm in a state of hoof obsession where it's like, you know, you want to learn, you want to know, and that's a great thing for the knowledge, but to not beat yourself up so I made a promise to my horses because I go out there and for a while it was like I just would stare at their feet and focus on their feet and oh my gosh I did this wrong or I should tweak this or I should tweak that so I said okay I'll go out there I'll do your feet and then other days yeah, I might glance at them but I'm like I'm just gonna we're gonna do something else because I'm sure my horses are like why are you constantly have bring this this anxiety do as you're staring at my feet but I think to be kind to yourself because if we If I had a friend that was learning to trim, I'd say, we all go through this. We all learn differently. We all understand one concept a little better than another concept. Um, You know, be easy on yourself. You'll get there. And then with ourselves, we're always so critical of ourselves. So just be kind to yourself. (laughs) With your own learning process. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And And seek out people that are instructors that are also patient with you and, you know, and ask questions. Like at your clinic, I felt very, very safe asking questions or saying, can you look at this? I don't understand this. And I didn't feel at all like, oh, she's going to think I'm an idiot. Or, you know, it was just a a safe environment to be able to, it was a safe environment, but a good learning environment to be able to ask those questions.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm really, really glad. glad I've, I've been, been at clinics, clinics myself of both varieties. I Ones where i ask a question because you are worried that you might be, or other people would judge you. Where mm-hmm. You have uh, the utmost to just open your mouth, mouth no matter. How you know that, that you are in a safe space. space that somebody's going to be where you're at. Really, really hard to create, create an environment. Of uh, my mentees, or somebody that I'm advising, or petition for,
1: them they there at just like the
0: horses were there. Yeah, it's all good. You're on a journey, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a really great um, piece of advice you're sharing about being kind to yourself. Because the worst thing we can do is beat ourselves up to the point that we feel like a failure or we want to quit.
1: hmm
0: Yes. Right? Right. And, and to be kind to yourself, allowing that you're not perfect and you're going to make mistakes or you're going to have limitations in your you use that information in to go or, or, or grow, then that's
1: a great good right? There's no, there's no, yes. And grow. Yeah. And I think that's been my biggest is when you, when I felt like I shouldn't be doing this, what am I doing? That's what drives you to learn more, to want to say, no, I should be doing this. I just need to learn a little more. What, what else can I learn about this? Yeah. Yeah,
0: And recognizing that sometimes, you know, not standing in front of that. And And even if you you don't don't have as much knowledge, 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 education, skills, or experience as you would like to have, sometimes you're the best person to help that
1: you today. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, about, about self, because we're all and past most of us that are out there trying to help horses it's hard it's hard not to beat ourselves up beat i beat myself up. up i still do it oh my gosh <laughs> and i'll tell you it never trimming your own horses just so the back your mind, mind. okay my whether i'm trimming or, or i'm shooting or, or, or whatever or enough it's never perfect it's never, never ideal. ideal i'm always like <laughs> I can't get this balance. We just are so emotional about. It. So I try to like put my
1: yeah, my
0: and then walk in and I'm like, okay, if I was not the owner, what would I be thinking about? And then that way it helps and not put so much pressure on myself about having my own horses be like perfect,
1: right? Oh yeah, that's a really good point. I might have to. I should use that one because like I said, I think I give my horses anxiety because I'm constantly nitpicking my work on their feet. So that's a good point. Yeah. Just put them on a schedule. Just work on it at that time when like it's a client's horse. I like that. Well, valuable feedback Effective
0: being for them and it's a luxury that you their feet every couple of days or once a week or every- when you see something you, you don't like, can you can just drag your ass. But when it's a client, thing. the reason why we... ...6-week schedule is because that, that, that is... seems to be, be the, the correct timing, timing, timing for most... ...how much they grow... ...in one session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put my horse chipping that founder pony on every week it's like they're do not doing do enough you, you should, should be able to trim, trim that, that that you can correct enough it's appropriate for or, you know if they're growing quickly what have you so it's, it's a practice, practice too, too right
1: right yeah yeah that's a great way to yeah and even if you're a person learning, like when I first started, and I was just trimming my own horses. That's a great way to look at it. That it gives you that practice for other horses yeah. if they, if you choose to go that path. Yeah, that's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember, I'm gonna tell a quick funny story about me, um, and then I'm gonna let you go, Carrie. But I think you'll. Um, when uh, who has she's my my. Title She's wasn't an, apprentice. She's a an apprentice, and now she's with me every day. And she's in an, an elective third year learning. learning more pathologies and that. And so, up so, to uh, work with me, she was a horse owner who had been trimming her own, had gone to one course on hoof care, and had um, one of my colleagues mentoring her back home. And so you know she was very much wearing this horse owner hat and so she started coming out with me and um she came out for like a one week interview where we worked together and she would come out we'd, we'd get in the truck we'd go about our day we we're talking getting to know each other and i'd say i want to do is when we get i want you to grab your apron gloves, go over and to clean no. horses oh i didn't bring my apron <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> you well, I just didn't it. And I'm like, okay. And put on your hat. And so after after that first day, she never forgot to be prepared again. She yeah. was was like it was like a little shift for her.
1: And I think that yeah. when
0: you're in that Scribing for yourself where you're like, okay, now I'm feeling confident enough that I can take on some clients of my own. Um, you do have to have a, like a mental shift of what is your role here. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's easier for some people than others. So, you know, it's really, it's really amazing. Just watching your journey. It makes me feel really excited for you and, how you're in this place of just being a sponge which is so admirable and and absorbing everything that you can and I'm really excited for the horses that you're going to help and are already helping and I'm thrilled to be just a very small part of your journey for (laughs) wherever it takes you.
1: Yeah it's, it's a very exciting journey and I've been very lucky to have wonderful mentors during it so it's I think all of you that are out there teaching and sharing your knowledge.
0: Well, well, thank you for that. And, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing with us uh, some about um, your journey. And I hope this helps some other people who might be in a similar position. And I look forward to many future conversations with you and uh, in-depth hoof conversations. Yes. (laughs)
1: That would be wonderful.
0: There will be many of them, I'm sure.
1: Yes, I hope so. Great. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Well, Carrie, thank you again for joining us. Um, I'm i sure I'll talk to you soon, and uh, you know, keep you me posted help. on the horses you're helping. Okay.
1: I sure will. Thank you. All right.
0: Of course. All right. Again.